Ladies and gentlemen, Rania Kurdi is the spotlight of today's special edition of Arabology, and I will keep you in suspense no longer. Let's move right to my phone interview with her while she was in England. This was recorded via telephone, and uh, in it she will discuss the success of the show, the Rania show currently playing on Roya TV, and uh, via the magic of the internet everywhere else. I have on the phone with me, all the way from England, Rania Kurdi, who has been kind enough to to agree to an interview right here on the Arabology show. I'm not sure how to greet you, Rania. Should I say cheerio, bonjour, marhaba, or uh, what language do you prefer? You could say all right. <laughs> you are British after all. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rania, you're actually in England right now, having left Jordan uh, recently. That's right. Yes, I've just moved here. Oh, wow. And uh, this is, of course, following the success of the Rania show, uh, a show that has been honestly phenomenal, not only to people in Jordan, but really all over the globe. Uh, Thank you. Rania, did you expect the show to be such a sensation when you were filming it? Uh, it's going to sound... <laughs> It was going to sound egotistic, but I did, just because I, I feel it's the best work I've ever done. And I've worked uh, two years on it, um, and the writing's taken a long time, and it's really sort of... Um, uh, uh, accumulation of ideas and feelings that I've had throughout the, uh, the the eight years of me being a mother, I could say, and a housewife in Jordan, because I really mixed with all kinds of people, all kinds of women in all parts of the society. So I did a bit of uh, Reiki healing with certain ladies. I did meditation and therapy with other ladies. I did yoga. I did Thai massage. I did did all kinds of things in the time that I was a mom, other than play dates and birthday parties and school events and all of that. And so it was this huge accumulation of me gathering info of of uh, sort of what it's like to be part of that society and and wrote it, you know, with, with great passion. And if it wasn't a story that had happened to me, it was, you know, a story that had happened to somebody else. And I would just take it to the extreme of, of how, how it could be comedic. And, of course, as well, being a singer and an artist working in Lebanon, I also had another whole uh, <laughs> secret view of what it's like to be in that society and that field so I could I could take from my experience from there and so really these these five characters that I created have taken their time and uh, and I had a great team with me as well working so I really expected um, for it to be a success however there's been a lot of negative feedback as well really? which I also expected yes a lot which is on YouTube but however on Facebook the feedback is great can you tell um, me like what what is the basis of the criticism well I was pre-warned that uh, breaking all the boundaries and, and uh, presenting comedy in a different style is going to, you know, disrupt uh, and and annoy a lot of people, or they're just
it's not going to get the joke. Mm -hmm. uh, in the Middle East, either the comedy is more slapstick, mm -hmm. it's less subtle, it's very, very obvious, and they like to prolong the joke in a way that, you know, you can definitely, like, understand it, have maybe 15 minutes surrounding that same one punchline. Mm -hmm. um, for, for different viewers who are more used to watching European or American or, you know, British uh, comedy, they like to get straight to the point. Right. And, you know, you can get to the point within 30 seconds if you really want to. So the fact that my sketches are two minutes, three minutes, sometimes one minute long, mm -hmm. um, really annoys a lot of people. Or it annoys them that I'm actually playing the truth about, you know, <laughs> what we do have in our society. Or they're just not getting that I'm actually acting. They think, <laughs> like... <laughs> well, that's actually a credit to you if you've uh, impersonated yeah, so these characters to such a it, true. In know. a way, it's good, yeah. but in a way, you kind of think, no, don't you get that I am, you know, like for instance, I've got the secretary, and she says, uh, "Are you on WhatsApp?" You know, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 then I get all this aggro about it's not WhatsApp, you idiot, it's WhatsApp. <laughs> when are you going to learn that it's WhatsApp? And the other people answering, she's acting. <laughs> He's the one that's trying to, you know. In fact, I took uh, it to be a deliberate kind of, you know, mispronunciation yeah. of the so, of the word. So to me, I don't think it's very subtle, but they're finding it too subtle to get uh, a lot of people and uh, getting sort of angry at me. Um, yeah. So it's interesting to see the contrast, whereas there's a whole other sector that has never been aimed at in, in television or comedy, which I, I think is perhaps over 40s, and people who are not usually interested in watching Arab uh, productions are, are really liking this production because it has that sort of um, English feel to it. Yeah, so I, I, wanted to, I wanted to try something new and said, you know, there's no point in repeating what's already out there. Um, so I've just gone for it and hope for the best. Right. Well, I'm a little bit surprised, Rania, that you tell me that there's been criticism because having spoken to people about the show, and yeah. uh, that both in the United States and uh, in Jordan and the region, the reaction I've received has been uh, overwhelmingly positive. People have related to these characters to such a degree that they, you know, they can't wait what they're, what they're going to do next. Yeah. And uh, and in fact, they've developed bonds to each of these characters. Rania, yeah. can we briefly talk about these five characters and uh, <laughs> you know how they came to be? Can we begin maybe sure. with uh, with Umrami? <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I must say I have a bond with all of them as well, and I feel like they're not me. Like I'll talk about them, and uh, you know, like she said and she did. Um, <laughs> second person. <laughs> so people don't think this is Rania Kurdi's real life, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because I actually kind of start believing that it's not oh. me and it's somebody else that I'm playing, you know? They, they've really come to life, and I can't even choose a favorite. So I'm really glad that people do have favorites because that's why I, I wanted to do the show in this particular way. And, and each one of them will have something that's repetitive about her. So people can expect, oh, my God, Umrami's going to get in trouble again, you know? Right. And, and people weren't patient really in the first week to understand that that was the concept but now that they've they've got it they know that they know that they're loving it and waiting for the next thing absolutely so, so um, Umrami, for example how would we describe her to um, a western audience 
Umrani is is in every in every country, and he, she doesn't have to be exclusively Arab. But she's the obsessive, obsessive mom. You know, she wants her son or her daughter to be the best at absolutely everything. So in Umrani's case, it's poor Rami, and he's always so embarrassed by his mom's behavior because she takes it to the extreme. And she has this loving husband who just goes along with it quietly, and you know, supports her with her with her psychoness <laughs> and um, and she's she's the mom that irritates us all at the school play you know she's the one that's sitting in front giving instructions <laughs> standing up taking pictures completely oblivious that there's anybody else there you know watching their children she's the one on sports day she's the one you know uh, at graduation she's that mom right. <laughs> but you also chose to make her sort of athletic by wearing this uh, yeah a sports suit but she does wear the hijab as well and am yeah. I mistaken in thinking that she has a Syrian dialect you know that's right she's got a Syrian dialect because I, I wanted this to be pan-arab rather than be just a Jordanian local production and and not just that in Jordan we also have so many dialects amongst us including Syrians now actually I wrote her as a Syrian way before uh, but now we have a lot of Syrians uh, refugees actually in Jordan now and we've got Palestinians we've got Iraqis we've got Kuwaitis we've got Russians we've got everybody so I wanted to include everyone and it also helps me in characterizing these people so each one giving them a different uh, dialect and accent will help me also give them a different character and the hijab is a wonderful way as well uh, and wigs um, and working with my own hair and extensions so each character has her own look <laughs> but Umrami specifically is athletic because I took a uh, let me show off here a black belt in Taekwondo oh, in real life uh, Yeah, wow. uh, three years ago. And that was also because, uh, you know, I suppose I've got a bit of all of them in me. I had a bit of Umrami competitiveness in me. I took my son to Taekwondo. And then I got so bored just sitting there chit-chatting with mums watching him. that I thought, no, I'll start taking lessons. And then it became a challenge for me to get this belt within a year. So I went psycho on the teacher. Wow. <laughs> so I got the belt in a year. My my son sort of stuck there with a green belt. Thinking, well, what about me? You know. <laughs> wow, mabruk, mabruk. So, so we, we won't mess with you since you have a black belt. Ah, uh, we won't mess ah. with Umrami either. Uh, so a lot, a lot of them Hazabad scarfed ladies uh, are uh, into sports and Taekwondo specifically. I found out. Wow. So a lot of them were, 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 you know, in classes and in competitions that I entered. Uh, actually, when I did my test, I, I had to play against a girl who, who's covered. So, yeah, for some reason, um, there's an attraction to Taekwondo. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, yeah. what about Ola now? She's an interesting character because at first yeah. glance, we think of her as a Russian maybe immigrant or a Russian uh, yeah. citizen living in Jordan, only to find out that she's actually faking it. <laughs> so yeah. what was that based on? Okay, Ola is a mixture of two characters I know in real life. So I won't name names, but uh, uh, one of them is, is Ukrainian, actually, and she's married to a Jordanian. And I just love her accent uh, when she speaks in Arabic. 
Um, so I always used to imitate her to everybody. And I loved her style of, of dress sense. She used to, exactly like Ola, she would try to wear one color from top to bottom. So she'd either be all pink, you know, and her makeup would be pink, her eyeshadow, her nails, her handbag, her heels, everything. Or she would be all camouflage army, or she'd be all sparkly, you know. So she was really kind of in your face, um, uh, just a, a loud, fantastic character. So her character, Yani, is very much like this. You know, if I want to speak in English, you can speak like this, baby and Habibi and stuff. But in Arabic, Yani, I love the, the Russian that, that comes into the Arabic with her. Absolutely. Now, I had a dance teacher, on the other hand, who was pure Jordanian, but he used to fake that he had gypsy blood and he was sort of uh, a mixture of some Latino um, background. And, and the people who really knew him knew what his real name was and how he actually spoke uh, without that accent. But it helped him in getting in all the girls to do salsa lessons and stuff like that because they're like, oh, the expert Latino, you know, they loved it. Right. And he would call them, baby, come on, baby, come, come on. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I mixed uh, Ola uh, with him, and I thought it would be funny if I had that character, but she's actually this streetwise Jordanian, and, and she's a phony, and she's just ripping people off doing these dance classes and stuff to make some money. I mean, when you do a character like Ola, how difficult is it for you to jump from one accent into another? You seem to switch so authentically and so quickly from a yeah. you know very Jordanian accent to this you know Russian <laughs> accent and and mm. back and forth with such ease. Is this a talent that you've always had, Rania, or is it something you had to develop? No, I, I, as as a child, I love doing accents and imitating people, so I can I can flip into them very quickly and flip back out. It's not a problem. But when I'm actually dressed up as the character, I've noticed that I do pretty much stay in the character. So if I do ask someone to ask something from the crew, I tend to be rude in an in a very Ola style, you know. <laughs> and when I'm Imrami, I'm also as fierce as Umrami. I just want to get things done my way now, you know, whatever. <laughs> Talk about getting into character. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, what about Adwa? You know, she's probably my favorite, I have to tell you, with really? her makeup yeah. and her big hair and um, yeah. and her, what, desperation to land a man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is she about? Well, uh, Adwa is really uh, a creation of one of my friends who always, and, and I find it quite typical female as well, is that usually, like, something very small has happened happened let's say somebody said a word to her and to make it more exciting she wants to turn it into a three-hour conversation of what could possibly happen what do you think could happen how about you know if he said that do you think he meant that if he and you're kind of like for heaven's sake nothing happened you know just so then she'll move on to the next person what do you think Layla you know and right. um and, and then we thought that would be hilarious if I had 
you know, this secretary who has a best friend and she always is sharing with her, you know, what do you think happened? And actually nothing did happen. The other one goes along with it, you know. <laughs> but there's also um, this sense of, you know, this sense of desperation in her trying to just land a man regardless yeah. of age or, you know, background. She just exactly. immediately zooms into that. And that yeah. seems to me to be, you know, a little bit of a commentary on some women in uh, maybe Jordanian or Arab society. Definitely. Definitely. There's a pressure in this society that, you know, if you're not married, you're not worth much. You've got to get married. And the desperation as they get older is it becomes, you know, it doesn't matter who, just get yourself married. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so definitely the secretary has that desperation. And I also see a lot of women sort of get, get a job as a secretary so that they can find a husband, mm. you know, or they go to the gym so they can find a husband. And then they drop whatever it is they were doing, you know, once they, they've landed one. Um, and and Arua is, is the female also that exists a lot now in our society, whereas uh, where she's not dressed traditionally at all. She's got the tight jeans, the, the loud makeup, the nails, you know, everything, flirty, but she's got her hair covered. Right. She's, you know, she sports well, well, this hijab halfway, you know. Halfway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, uh, how about Sasha? Now, she's uh, she seems to me to be representative of uh, singers and artists whose name I will not yeah. mention, but yeah. who sort of are flooding the media um, as a, coming from Lebanon. Uh, yeah. How, how, how did you base that character, uh, Rania? Um, well, I, I presented and hosted or co-hosted the uh, pan-Arab version of uh, a pop idol or American idol American for idol. two years in Lebanon. And then I worked, uh, I also hosted a program called Karaoke, uh, which uh, which we had different stars come on, uh, singers, and then they would have to guess a song that was sung recently, karaoke style by like someone, you know, off the street. And then they would sing it themselves and then they would sing their new song single, etc. So every day I would see at least maybe eight celebrities coming in and out. And what I saw was really shocking, you know. Um, what, what, ex what exists now as pop, Arabic pop music is, is, is scary, really. I mean, especially people in England that I've shown them, you know, I, I tell them, don't think this is a caricature. Watch this video. Watch this artist. Watch this interview. And they just cannot believe what, what they're seeing. Whereas as Arab society, we've somehow grown to now accept it as if it's normal. Mm, exactly. And 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 really, it's semi-pornographic, to, to be honest, <laughs> a lot of the videos. And a lot of the videos are using children also, uh, or, or childish songs, to act like it's actually for the children. But really, it's an excuse for them to dress up as little Bo Peep and little Red Riding Hood and, you know, and that right. kind of thing. Right. And it's just become ridiculous. Really right. ridiculous. Right, objectifying uh -oh. women, sort of, uh, and, and turning them into this childish sort of. You know, I'm thinking yes. of you know Haifa Wahb is that Wawa song, maybe that kind yes. of you know disturbs yes. people in the West when they watch it. Yeah, it seems to have been really a huge sick. hit in in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, and we have we have that you know uh, that kind of contrast in in, in the Middle East is. You've got very, very religious views and traditional. However, they accept all of that and love it. 
and look up to it. So I've even experimented with Sasha. I mean, Sasha is really a comment on, on society as something that I think is quite unacceptable now. Uh, I wanted to try it out. I mean, I've been a singer for years, right? So uh, thank God I'm popular, but I'm not popular in that I actually make any money out of it or have loads of concerts or, or, or I'm in demand, you know, to, to sing at events and stuff because I'm not, I'm not following the Arabic system of how, how things are done. Well, and what and, a refreshing uh, uh, change that is, I think, uh, Rania. I think people are getting sick, uh, both in the East and and, and in the, the uh, yeah. and in the West, of these kind of uh, you know, excuse the word, bimbos trying yeah. to sing and represent women as these plastic, brainless, you know, uh, yeah. singers. But Sasha seems to represent that, and she has a Lebanese she accent. Does. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, but actually, she's also Jordanian because I found also uh, in our society. There's the sickness of wanting to be Lebanese, you know, because everything Lebanese is glamorous. It's the Hollywood sort of of, of the Arab world. So uh, she's also a, a phony. She's just trying to be Lebanese and put on the accent, you know. But, um, I mean, it, it exists in Egypt and Lebanon and Jordan, everywhere. This is the new style of singer now, you know, the long hair extensions, the hair parted in the middle, the very heavy makeup, the plastic surgery. Um, so I, I tested it out for real uh, before I even did the show. Really? And I've been testing her out since the last two years. My husband even came with me to one, one of the events, to a New Year event, and I dressed up as her, and I got up and sang this pathetic song. I mean, it's a great song, musically. I love it. You mean you showed up in character without people knowing you were playing a character yeah. to, to see the reaction. Yeah, and I was photographed uh, as, as Sasha Abinazme, and I went into the Society magazines as Sasha Abinazme, and I've been to, like, uh, hairdressing salon openings as Sasha Abinazme. Uh, she's on YouTube. There's a Facebook page for Sasha Abinazme, oh, wow. which has the video of me performing amongst other Jordanian artists on, uh, it was a radio show celebration, an anniversary, and the guy, you know, uh, hosting it was in on the game. He knew I was Rania, right. but nobody else did. And I got up in this mini, mini skirt with huge boobs and long hair and, and, a, and a silly voice. And I sang my song, Anna, 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 which is me, 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 because I find most of the songs, if you listen to the lyrics, it's about me, how different me is, how unique I am, how, you know, yes. natural I am. Not egocentric and, uh, at all. <laughs> no, and the whole song is about that. So I thought people would realize that the song was comedic, but they don't. Really? Songs have become, yeah, songs have become so ridiculous wow. that they, they accept it. So I became a star overnight as Sasha Abinajme because obviously that's what they wanted. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know whether to congratulate you for that. <laughs> yeah, it was shocking. It was really shocking. And, and uh, everyone was filming. It was on YouTube. You know, people wanted more of her. Uh, what was saddening, actually, was the, the, the younger generation. There was a, a lot of teenagers there, age maybe 13 to 16, that were absolutely in awe. They just wanted to stand there, wow. have a picture, talk to me. Uh, I did a fake interview with my crew, uh, which we used as behind-the-scenes stuff that we put on Facebook. Mm. And 
And those kids were standing there with their mobiles, looking ever so serious, oh, um, recording my interview where I was talking absolute rubbish about my dog, Poupé, and how she was given to me from a very, you know, rich, wealthy Gulf uh, person whose name I can't mention, and really, like, silly stuff. Or how I'm vegetarian, vegetarian because... <laughs> You know, I, I feel that I'm eating the fear that's in the animal and all of this. And people yeah, and, bought it. I mean, these, these and, young people and they bought were, it. Yeah, they thought I was speaking pearls of wisdom. And really, that's what's scary, oh. is, is that they now look up to such characters oh. and, and and such rubbish that comes out of these characters. And I've taken it from, from real interviews. Most of what I say actually existed in interviews um, said by these artists. Hard to you imagine, know. but true. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, one guy asked this girl, you know, are you not? Yanni, Yanni, when it comes to your music and your ideas, you're a bit naughty. Because she goes, eh, I am. And he goes, have you always been naughty? She goes, oh, yeah, well, since I was little, I love to suck on lollipops, and I love chocolate. And, I, you know, everything has, like, serious, double meaning. Huh? She's being serious, but she's being continuously sexy with double meaning, you wow, know. Wow. So I use that. I also used another artist talking about how she saved this kitten from from its mother's womb and and had to like take the plasma off it and whatever to survive so now this cat is a survivor oh my God. so she made a, a she made a special song about the, her cat being a survivor well, because she loves her cat <laughs> and the whole cat is you know kind of pussy cat i love you so much pussy cat I, yeah, and it's like this <laughs> And, and this is on a serious show, serious interview. There's other artists sitting down and journalists listening to this talk. And in the end, they, they commend her on everything that she's doing. Wow. You know, wow. You know she's singing in a bikini holding a huge, like, rifle or huge machine gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So uh, it's become ridiculous. So Sasha is to, you know, is to embody all of, the, all of what is going on. And I've actually... Um, prepared my my second rap song. I started with rap when I first came to Jordan, and this is my my second rap song where I am now going to diss Sasha. Oh wow! So, yeah, so hopefully I'm going to get the music video done, and that will be released perhaps after the show.
Since 1980, the human rights campaign has worked for the day when gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender individuals are ensured of their basic equal rights and can be open, honest, and safe at home, at work, and in the community. If you would like to become involved in their fight for equal rights or would like to support the efforts of HRC, please visit their website at www.hrc.org. That's www.hrc.org. 5.22 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. I am your DJ Ramsey, and uh, I am dedicating today's episode of Arabology to the life and career of Rania Kurdi, who is an amazing entertainer who comes from the Arab world and has had an, a humongous amount of success, not only in films and music, but also as a writer, producer, and lately as the comedian through the daily show called uh, The Rania Show, in which she plays many, many characters. Uh, she has created these amazing characters that have come to life, and, uh, well, people seem to relate to them in a very comedic way. But, hey, under all this comedy seems to be a little bit of seriousness because we all seem to recognize someone who resembles one of these characters. In the part of the interview that you heard uh, just a while ago, uh, you heard her speak about uh, Sasha, followed by a song by... I'm going to put this in quotes, Sasha Abinajme, who is a uh, fictional character that Rania Kurdi created, and not only created, but recorded a song called Anna, 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 meaning me, 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 by this fictional character, uh, Sasha Abinajme, who, frankly speaking, ladies and gentlemen, is a trashy pop star coming in from the Arab world. In this next part of my exclusive interview with Rania Kurdi, she will go on to discuss her last character in that show. Her name is Ghalia, and, uh, well, I'll just have uh, Rania explain who uh, Ralia is. And then we have Ralia. Yeah. Who is. Ralia. Now, how do we describe her? I mean, she pretends to be from the quote unquote upper crust, yeah. but in, in fact is in financial trouble, but is more concerned about appearance. How would we describe her to, to people who haven't lived in Jordan and don't know any Galias? Yeah, uh, well, anywhere in the Arab world, well, you know, I've seen a lot of it in Lebanon and in Jordan, uh, is, you know, you want to play the high society game and you want to be in um, in that circle, but you're actually not really yani, up to it. And neither are your friends, is what you find out. Everybody is living on loan, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody is trying to have the flashy car and the big house to keep up with the, the next person. And and everybody is actually, you know, under under financial stress. And it's the poor husband who's paying up to keep the wife kind of happy. And I have a lot of husbands that complain to me about either their wife or their wife's family, you know, about how, my God, they just don't feel with us. You know, it's like, sorry, you married me. You need to keep me at a certain standard. I don't care if you're taking a loan out from the bank or whatever. I want an apartment in my name on our 10th anniversary. And that's that. Right, and if right. they find that one woman is not 
going along with, you know, what they're doing as well. They'll be like, are you stupid? What do you mean you accepted a holiday in Sharm el-Sheikh? That's not good enough. This is your 10th anniversary, woman. Get what you can get. Yeah, and you everybody know? knows that's the gift for that anniversary, wasn't it? Like something like, yes. you don't accept roses. It's it's about, you get a gift now. It's a, it's a trip or it's, it's a house. It's about jewelry. Or... It's about, yeah. Oh. And this is, only, this is only a certain part of society. This is a certain part that I think nobody's focused on and nobody's shown you know, um, on, on television as yet, Yanni. Uh, and I, I've seen a lot of it, and I've seen a lot of um, snobbery, you know, about what school perhaps I choose for my kids because I'm Rania Kurdi. They expect I'll be in the, you know, the Queen School or in the King School or in the Watsit School, you know, not in an, another private school. That's not good enough. It's about these two schools now in Jordan. You know, if you're not in one of them, then you're nobody. So when when they ask me and then I tell them, oh, they're in, you know, whatever school, they're like, oh, oh, and you can see on their face this, like, shock, you know, wow. uh, or like, where is that? We don't know it. And then for some reason, uh, most ladies uh, kind of, you know, that like the whole look of the lady of society and the right handbag and the right, you know, the big hair and everything, their voices tend to go into that funny high pitch. I don't know if it's Which you've smoking. mastered perfectly, Daniel Kurdi. <laughs> I don't know, really, Annie. I really don't know. But uh, kind of are up here somewhere. Well, you I hear that, and it's, you know, 20 ladies you knew back in, you know, in the Middle yeah. East. It's completely it's resonates. Like auntie, right? It's all auntie. What school are you in? So, uh... Wow, <laughs> that... So the, so the, the things I wrote actually were said to me, or I heard, or people talk. It's not something I just completely create out of nowhere. It's reality, unfortunately. Well, but I think that's really why these characters are resonating on a more serious note with people from all classes yeah. and backgrounds who are saying, oh, finally someone is showing, you know, yeah, how, what yeah, a fake yeah. this is or how sad a reality yeah. it is to have these kind of people. Uh, Rania, do you feel you were influenced maybe by Tracy Ullman or other figures who have done this maybe more in the West. Yes. You seem to be one of the first people to Definitely. actually have the courage to do it. Who would be your uh, your influences? Well, my first influence was Carol Burnett in the ah, 70s. Now that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a 73 child, but, uh, but I, you know, I, I still watched her in the 80s and 90s. I still watch her now if I can on YouTube. She is brilliant. So I watched her as a, as a child and uh, and then I definitely love Tracy Ullman. I love Catherine Tate, who's a British comedian. And she does something very similar. She does the teenager at school uh, who always has a repetitive line, I'm not bothered, and everybody just loves that, you know, no matter how many times she repeats it. Uh, she plays the dirty old woman. She plays a gay man. I mean, she's brilliant, really good. And, uh, and there's lots and lots of them in England, a lot. You know, I, I watch something called Smack the Pony, which I love. They're very short sketches. Honestly, some of them are 20 seconds, you know? Yeah. Um, so there was a big fear that I, I do short sketches, but they were really meant to be part of one episode. I would have liked that you get a 15-minute episode of about, you know, 10 sketches, some long, some short, a mixture. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they're too short to enjoy when they're just out there by themselves, like, 
like that, you know? Yeah, because maybe the only, I don't want to call it criticism, but suggestions I got when I was asking people, you know, what they think of the show, they said they love it so much, they love the skit so much, the character so much, that ending it within a couple of minutes makes you feel, you know, still you're hungry yeah. for more. Is there yeah. any, you know, plan to maybe bring back these characters and maybe longer skits or in a different forum? Uh, well, we're thinking about doing them for digital media, which I would really like to do, uh, because I think it reaches, you know, a wider range of people all over the world, and it gives me a freedom to really explore the characters and say what I really want to say. I mean, I'm still holding back <laughs> with what <Wow>. you see, <laughs> because with, with television as well, you know, a lot of the things that say you can't do this, you can't do that, we're going to delete this at the end, or we're not going to bloop that out, or we're, you know, there's a lot of things. Or we're not going to play this in Ramadan, or we're not going to, you know, there was right. a big fuss about how can you play this in Ramadan. Was it difficult to kind of market or sell the idea to Ruya TV or to, uh, you know, whatever uh, no, the distribution no, is? Yeah, we're really up for it. Um, but I wanted it, you know, to be more widespread rather than local. Mm. But uh, because I was coming to England, um, I didn't want to not do it. So I thought, you know, it's fine. We can start there. And then, yeah, you know, I, I've given them the rights to sell to other channels as well later on. And I have the rights as the Rania show, as a creative idea to reproduce and, and do it for other people as well. So I'm I'm hoping to do it for a digital. I'm sorry, and I don't need to tell you, Rania, that through the Internet, your fans and admirers here in the U.S. and all over the world are able to tune in every day to TV on YouTube and yeah, uh, and watch right. the latest episode. I guess the yeah. only commentary I have there from all my American friends and even faculty members at Stanford who watch it and enjoy sort of the the image <laughs> is to have subtitles so that they can get an I idea know. about what this. But it seems to work even without just through watching the yeah. character and, and so inshallah in the future we could uh, bring it more to Western audiences and also Arabs living in the U.S. who totally. Yeah. relate to this from uh, from back home. Uh, well, I'd love to subtitle it. I really hope we can. Maybe inshallah. I'll do it personally myself. <laughs> you know that feeling? Like when you're sitting on a chair and you lean back. Like you lean back too far. You're just on two legs. Uh-huh. And you know, you're like, you're leaning back, you're off balance, and you almost fall over. Uh-huh. And then by the last second, you catch yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Brownie in Motion every Wednesday from 6 to 9 p.m. On KZSU, Stanford. 5.32 p.m. right here at KCSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. I am your DJ Ramsey, and I am showcasing the career of uh, Rania Kurdi, who has had a huge hit this summer with her daily uh, show made up of, made up of uh, comic and comedic sketches called The Rania Show, a show that was directed by an amazing director. This guy is young. He is talented. His name is Amjad Ar-Rashid, and I was able to land an interview with him while he was in Jordan. Here is my telephonic interview with the director of the Rania show, Amjad Rashid. Let's hear what he had to say. So, I have on the line with me Amjad Rashid all the way from Jordan who has been kind enough to speak to us right here on the Arabology show. Amjad, ahlan wa sahlan and Ramadan kareem. Allah Akram, thank you very much. Thank you. Are you in Amman, Jordan? Yeah. 
Yes, I'm in Amman, Jordan now, yes. And you guys are, are going, uh, you have Ramadan over there. Yes. How has Ramadan it been? Day 15, it's day 14 actually. Uh, how has it been? Um, it's quite uh, nice, quite uh, tiring a bit. Uh, but it's nice, Ramadan, it's like one holy month that uh, that comes in a year and uh, it's uh, an opportunity to uh, become closer to to God and closer to family and it's nice, it's nice time. Absolutely, and it's also, I hear, a, t a great time to showcase new TV series. Yes, it is actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and one of those, of course, is the Rania show, a daily show yes. that you have directed yourself and which is airing on Ruya TV, I guess, every day. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, it's quite interesting because people are very uh, excited about the show and uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's like a five-minute sketches uh, each. Uh, a five-minute sketch each day, and uh, um, yeah, it, it's uh, quite interesting because it's my first TV show. Wow. And uh, Amjad, when you were filming and directing the shows, did you expect them to be the hit that they are now? Actually, people were telling me it, it's going to be a hit, it's going to be a hit, but me, um, no, because uh, any, because I'm, while I'm shooting or directing something, I'm, I'm, I'm quite um, focusing on what I'm doing, and I'm not sort of a worldwide sensation. Yes, yes, <laughs> So, part of the success, Amjad, of course, is your direction and your directing, but also maybe the talent of uh, Rania uh, Kurdi herself. Yes, yes, of course, <laughs> Uh, dealing with uh, um, uh, a star like uh, and she's an Arab star, Rania Kurti, uh, an Arab star, and uh, um, dealing with uh, such uh, star, it was uh, a great opportunity for me. And uh, uh, yeah, the people uh, usually want to see such a star on TV and internet. So yeah. So, so how did it happen, Amjad? How did you connect with Rania? Um, actually, I used to know Rania from um, from long time ago, like five years, six years ago. Yani, uh, I usually because I was a fan of Rania Kurdi. I I tried to contact her through uh, through Rada Saba, uh, um, Jordanian director, uh, and uh, 
uh, show her my work, uh, invite her to screenings to my uh, to my work, and uh, like uh, to seduce her with my work <laughs> until until she yeah, she she could uh, see that there's a talent or she believe in me, and, and uh, yeah, this is how I. I, I could, uh, this is how I convinced her to direct her TV show. So the idea of uh, the Rania show and the personalities and uh, the whole premise, was that your idea, Amjad, or Rania's idea, or was it a collaboration? Okay, it's uh, Rania's idea. All the characters are created by Rania, and uh, then uh, we... we we all like uh, uh, co collaborate uh, to 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 make this script better and to make this characters better. But uh, originally, it's uh, it's Rania's uh, ideas uh, and uh, character. Is it harder to direct a show Is where the harder? characters are changing every day? Uh, of course, it's it's harder because uh, uh, this needs uh, more concentration on. Uh, on how the character is uh, sometimes uh, developing through through the uh, the five minute sketch because you know sometimes we sh we we shoot like a part of the sketch in in one location and part of the uh, of the other part of it in other location so you need to stay in in uh, uh, to stay with the characters and the actress and the uh, and the car and the, the actress should stay in the character. So this is need more concentration, more uh, more work. Uh, but it's very, very, I mean, this, this kind of work that I like because it, it's, it's, it's challenging and it's, uh, it could show uh, your ability of uh, how to do, to do such, such hard work like this. Well, now that the show is a hit, Amjad, are any plans to kind of bring these characters back in uh, another forum, another series, or a film? Well, um, it depends on how um, and how 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 uh, investors react to to this. First of all, you know, uh, um, production needs uh, money, needs uh, uh, sponsors. Uh, um, and plus the other fact, you know, how, if, if there's something new that with uh, with this idea, like you know, and, uh, new situations, new characters, maybe uh, if there's something new, yes, why not? The reason I'm saying that is everybody who watched it says it's wonderful, but it's too short. So the idea was that people wish it were, they was longer because they love the characters so much. Yes, uh, the idea was like uh, to be the episode uh, contains uh, five characters each episode. Uh, but uh, the channel decided that uh, we need only one character in a five-minute uh, sketch, or I mean, uh, five minutes or less. Yeah, and, and uh, I think it it, it 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 was better if they aired it like you know, uh, like a whole episode with the five characters. Mm -hmm. but, yeah.
It's a bit short, I know. <laughs> well, it's short, short but amazing, Amzat. You could say it's like Amzat Rashid. I have a, I have a, a YouTube channel. Great. So your YouTube channel, which I will place on my blog when this interview airs, is Amzat Rashid. And by going there, people will be able to see some of the spectacular films that you've worked on in the past. Yes, I would love to, Farah, yeah, get their feedback. <laughs> Absolutely. And for the Rania show, is that available on the internet as well? Yes, it's available on the uh, Ru'ya YouTube channel. Uh, uh, there's a Facebook group called the Zerania Show, uh, where we post uh, all the videos, uh, um, uh, pictures. What's What's next? What is the, the, the Are you working on okay. anything uh, <laughs> for the future? Yes. Yes, inshallah now I'm working on another TV show, uh, or TV series actually, uh, it's a drama, hopefully it will, it will be, uh, it will be good uh, and people will like it too. Um, and also I'm working on uh, my first feature post. Amza, do you have an email address or a website? Uh, they can contact me uh, on my email or Facebook uh, page. Yes, okay. Uh, Al Rashid, A L R A S double Amjad, A M J A D, at gmail.com. This is my email. Okay, Al Rashid Amjad at gmail.com. Yes, Definitely, and I'm going to put the email on my blog so that if anybody missed the spelling, they can get it over there. Okay, thank you so much, Shanti. So, Amjad, uh, I don't know how to thank you for taking the time to give me this interview. And thank before you, I leave you, you, I wanted to ask you if you thought about perhaps submitting some of these short films to festivals right here in the USA. I'm thinking specifically of the Arab Film Festival, which tends to accumulate a large amount of talent. And any plans to come screen these films here in America? Yes, and yani, the idea is, is, is brilliant for me, but now I need to work on something new, Ramzi. Yani, uh, yani, usually uh, festivals, they accept the new films, and, uh, and yani, uh, 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 new films need, <laughs> need, need, need time. Uh, so I'm working on some stuff that I hopefully can, uh, can uh, inshallah, when, when I'm done with it, that uh, I can uh, screen it and uh, participate in festivals in the uh, U.S. I would love to. Inshallah. Well, we will. We hope you'll stay in touch with us here on the Arabology Show and let us know always what you're doing so we can uh, bring that to the attention of your fans here in the United States. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Amjad. And uh, have a wonderful Ramadan, a blessed Ramadan. And hopefully Thank we'll get you. to meet you in person one of these days, inshallah. Please, please, inshallah. Well, that was my interview, or an ex excerpt from my interview with Amjad al-Rashid, who was in Jordan. This telephonic interview was conducted during the holy months of Ramadan, which I believe, uh, well, ended uh, earlier this month. Uh, so uh, I would like to wish him a happy Eid wherever he is. And thank you so much for the interview. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be airing more of my interview with Amjad al-Rashid in future Arabology shows. So t stay tuned for that. In 
the meantime, let's go back to my exclusive interview with uh, Rania Kurdi, uh, in which uh, she will now discuss uh, actually her career. Speaking about her career in music and film, this is part three of my exclusive interview with Arab superstar Rania Kurdi. So, Rania, I don't want to keep you too long. I, I told you 15 minutes and I've already taken more That's of your okay. time. But I did want to get, uh, talk to you a little bit about, you know, your background in, in other uh, venues and other talents you have because we're talking about you as an actress who does parodies and skits. But people don't really, I don't think people um, really understand how many other things you've done. You've been a singer. You've been an, uh, an actress. You've hosted, as you said, the uh, Arab version of American Idol, you've done TV shows, you've had two CDs out, and so it's very difficult to kind of say today's guest on Arabology is Rania Kurdi, actress. I mean, how, yeah. wh- wh- where, what is your, wh- what's your niche, and where do you feel most comfortable? To tell you the truth in acting, and I'm so glad to now be the actress, back to the actress, because um, I, I left England in 96 after studying at drama school, and I newly uh, got married, and uh, and it didn't work out for my husband to work in England, so we went back to Jordan. So, so then acting for me became like a, a, a you know a difficult thing to do because there wasn't there wasn't things to to act in that were of quality or or that would suit perhaps. Uh, you know how I look. I couldn't play the typical typical Jordanian, or people thought I couldn't play the typical Jordanian. You know, so I wouldn't be cast as that. Um, now things are a little bit better. You know, we have a lot of foreign films being filmed in Jordan, and we have people who've studied now as film directors, and uh, and there's a little bit more support and a little bit more funding, but still kind of getting on its feet. So when I went back 17 years ago, there was literally nothing. Uh, so I ended up presenting shows and producing and Jordan TV and it was very very difficult and very limited to how much I could do so then I moved to Lebanon by myself and and worked with Arab Idol for two years and it was a thrill I mean it was it was huge it was the, the first reality TV show to hit the Middle East and it was only a year after the English uh, uh, pop idol had started so it was very very new and it caught on like crazy and the fame was nice and the, you know all of that but it wasn't acting it wasn't something that I knew I could do it was just being me you know right. being a presenter it didn't satisfy that need in me to be creative uh, and and the singing I, I started singing because it gave me an opportunity to make music videos where I could be creative and act but it's the acting that I really was thirsty for Right. Because uh, what about the movie The Seventh Sense? Yeah, uh, yeah. With so, uh, Ahmad Fishawi. Uh, I mean, that yeah. was that was sort of a dramatic role compared to the you know comedic yeah. uh, characters you're playing. And I now. and I love drama. I, I love drama, but I like really heavy drama or comedy. Uh, here, I was kind of playing the girlfriend, you know. And a lot of the Egyptian movies, you end up playing the girlfriend, and and I found that a bit frustrating. I would have liked. 
to have been the comedic, the comedic one, you know, playing the kung fu myself and stuff. So it was good as a, as uh, as a movie to introduce me to to um, to Egypt and hope that the audience, you know, accepted me as a non-Egyptian, and they did, thank goodness. Right, and you but, had an Egyptian uh, accent in the film. Uh, right? Yeah, and that's the thing; they don't really accept you being like you know uh, an actress with your own accent. So anyone Lebanese that moves to Egypt to become an actress, they all have to turn into Egyptians. Okay. So I, I tried my best, and um, but I was pregnant at the time with my first child. Oh, really? So while while filming? Di- yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So it was quite difficult to kind of continue uh, and just keep going back and forth with, with a baby. Yeah. And, um, and I kind of wanted to do my own thing. I didn't kind of want to be molded into the next, you know, Jordanian Egyptian actress who plays girlfriend. So it it also wasn't my thing. (laughs) But then for the... uh, Yes, uh, sorry, Rania, go ahead. Yeah, so so Rania's show really has been, like, uh, so, so, uh, like, joyful to to work on because it's brought me back as an actress. And a lot of people don't know me as an actress because I've ended up doing all sorts of other things in the meantime in order to work. You know, things that have been good and successful and I enjoyed. Nevertheless, it's sort of, you know, didn't give me that that need that I had of going back to my roots, which is acting. And that's why I've come back to England now, because that's what I really want to focus on. On the acting. Mm. Well, good, but I don't want to take the uh, you know the spotlight away from the music career too, because some people would kill me if I didn't ask you about uh, Shaif Nafsak, which yeah. is probably uh, like everybody's favorite video that I've asked about. Um, they love that song, they love the yeah. beat, and they love the video and the way you have fun in it. How how did that come about? It's from the Uli Ulile uh, CD, which was your second CD, right? Your second. Yeah, this this was a CD that we produced in in Egypt when I was in Egypt, and it was actually uh, kind of part of the movie. Like one of the songs was for the movie Kalinta Kitir, and um, but then they didn't include the actual video or song in the movie. But but it was the same director.
gorgeous, gorgeous track there by Rania Kurdi, who uh, was the uh, spotlight of today's edition of Arabology. You've been listening to my exclusive interview with uh, Rania Kurdi throughout uh, the show. And uh, in this uh, final part of my interview, Rania will be talking about her famous song, Shayef uh, Nafsak. But before that, I wanted to uh, thank everybody for joining me on this very special summer episode of Arabology. I hope you enjoyed uh, sort of going through the life and career of this amazing pan-Arab star, Rania Kurdi. My very special thanks to her, to uh, director Amjad Al-Rashid, who gave me an interview from Jordan, and also to uh, Adib Derhalli, who uh, sent us this wonderful quote about Rania all the way from Canada. I want to thank everybody else who listened to the show today, and uh, to remind you that Arabology is on summer hiatus, but hopefully we'll be back in the fall to bring you more music and cultural productions from the Arab world. Irania, if you've been listening, thank you so much for this amazing interview. Thank you for the music. Thank you for the acting. And thank you for putting a smile on our face this uh, Ramadan and this summer through the Rania show, which continues to air on Ru'ya TV. R-O-Y-A TV is the YouTube channel. You can also uh, find her on Facebook at The Rania Show. Rania is spelled R-A-N-I-A. Or you can also look up all her career and oeuvre all over the internet. I'm going to end with the last part of my interview with uh, Rania Kurdi right here on the Arabology Show. This is DJ Ramsey thanking you all for tuning in uh, to uh, this special edition of Arabology. Shayef Nafsak was... was was me wanting to be comedic again. You know, they kept giving me all this drama, 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 and I kept, like, putting a, a twist at the end of the drama, you know, like, the whole song is of me crying, and I'd be like, okay, but then can we have a shot of, like, a huge bunch bunch of tissues, used up tissues? <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> so, in the end, he said, look, you can have Shayef Nafsak and do whatever you want in it, wow. same director. We'll wow. do one drama and do one comedy. Wow. So I was I- like, yes. Okay. And oddly enough, it was Shayef Nafsak that really, you know, stayed on the charts and had that staying yeah. power and remains sort of a classic yeah. shot in an elevator with yes. people coming in and out of a very familiar yeah. sort of uh, scene for everyone. Uh, yeah. Are you proud of your singing career? I mean, people really do love the music, too. Yeah, no, I am. I, I really do love the music that, that I've done in both those albums. But just because of the, the system of how how music is now in the Arab world and, and how you you can succeed with it is basically, like I said, having to sing at live, you know, uh, perhaps restaurants and people's weddings and stuff. Right, so right. you have the glamour of being a top star, but in the end, you're still singing like, you know, background music of other people's songs at, at a you know at an event yeah. um, is not what I wanted I wanted people who like my music specifically to come to my concerts kind of thing and I can do like a, a tour but really you're limited to how far the tours can go I mean I understand now why it doesn't work that way that system doesn't work I can't be a Kylie Minogue or a Madonna or mm. <laughs> you know and have my own show and my own fans because the tour is limited it's only going to be in in maybe five Arab countries that you can do that in. You know, it's going to be Dubai, Lebanon, Jordan, 
Syria and somewhere else, for instance. But and then thinking, you go to yeah. America for the, the Zajali al-Arabiya, you know, the Arabs who are living in the States or Australia. And then it ends there. You know, it's not like Robbie Williams. You can go to Japan and Germany and, you know, all over the world because everyone listens to English or everybody knows yeah. Robbie Williams. Or, yeah, yeah. So you're very limited. So in the end, you end up like Nancy Ajram and Elisa and everybody else singing at people's weddings, Warda songs and Um Kalsum songs, as well as your own songs. Yeah. And half the audience don't like you, and maybe some of the audience do, and some are ignoring you, and some are having hubbly bubbly while they eat. And I just don't find it's prestigious or it gives the artists their, their, their worth, really. Right. So well, if me, I don't know. Hey, go ahead, Rania. Yeah, for me, I just sort of became a studio artist, you know what I mean? I didn't go to the next stage. I would just record because I love recording and I love the process and I do love singing. And uh, But it's just too costly. I can't just do that, you know, when there's no, like, return. So I've included it now in my in my comedy, you know, as Sasha. <laughs> I can sing through her, those kind of songs. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is news to you, but you are a hit on, uh, on college campus. Specifically at Stanford, as part wow. of the Arabic classes and the Arabic culture classes, we always play, you wow. know, Shayif Nafsak, and the kids get addicted to it, the students, and play yeah. the lady in the elevator again, and they start singing and pick up the lyrics, and so you you oh. are you are a hit, and and not only among you know um, Arab American students or students learning Arabic, but students at large, and you also, I hope you don't mind me mentioning. This seem to have a huge gay following. People, gay Yay. people love you and idolize yeah. you and want to be you sometimes. How, oh, did, how aware of, of that are you? <laughs> I am aware of it in the Middle East, but you know, I didn't know that there 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 was a following to anywhere other than that. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, that's what I mean by I want to be a Kylie. <laughs> Well, I, I wouldn't be, be surprised if in the fall quarter at Stanford we're going to be seeing some kids coming in drag as Arwa or uh, or one of the other characters. Uh, Rania, I, I we did we did have plans actually to bring Sasha to uh, to LA. Really? Uh, yeah, and we were hoping that uh, I don't know if I'll get a chance to uh, or if the opportunity's gone by, but we want to uh, perhaps make a, a Sasha movie if that's possible. Wow, um, and, that would and be great. We're, we're going to work on the pilot, yeah, and have her mix with the Arabs and everyone in LA, you know? And, yeah, that, uh, that would be priceless. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Rania, please do keep us in touch, of, uh, keep us updated about yeah. everything you're doing right here on the Arabology Show. We are so proud of you here. Uh, I'm speaking Thank on behalf you. of so many Arab Americans who are watching your show, who will get a taste of home through comedy, but comedy that, that means something. We yeah. are are so uh, proud to say you are Rania Kurdi and you've oh. lived in Jordan and you've you're doing something uh, that uh, brings a smile to our face not only this Ramadan but all year round uh, and thank you so much for this interview Rania I really can't tell you how much it meant to me that you agreed to do this at such short notice and if you ever need anything or are in the Stanford area you give me a call and we shall uh, give you the royal treatment here Thank you. Thank you so much, Ramzi. You don't know how much this means to me.